The Florida Gators obviously are reaching out to many high school recruits to maybe come to Gainesville, but I'm going to talk about some of the biggest impact players that could be in the 2023 recruiting class, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find my written work with whole nine sports and the Giants country of SI.com. And just to ask you to like, subscribe, comment, review. But we're going to get into it right now because uh, we're going to spend this whole show pretty much talking about the biggest recruiting targets and, and their what their commitment could mean. Um, and keep in mind, this is non-commits from 2023 this is not guys that have committed already this is not creed whitmore tyree patterson aaron gates Nigel harris bryce lovett none of them this is guys that have not committed although one of the guys they were talking about is committing this saturday which could be pretty exciting if he comes to florida but uh the first segment we're talking about quarterbacks because when you look at the university of florida and billy napier and what's going on there it's kind of a two-horse race at quarterback right now, and I'm not talking about another school challenging. I'm talking about Florida with two quarterbacks that we've been talking about for a little bit now, which is also interesting because a few months ago, I remember being told that this coaching staff just isn't really in on the 2023 quarterback recruits. Um, but then now we got Arch Manning is interested and Jaden Rashada is interested. And those are kind of the two guys we're talking about where – and I feel bad for John Garcia because we, we've had him on the show multiple times talking about these quarterbacks and talking about what they kind of could do um, and, and the possibility, the implication of if they were to commit. And we're going to talk about it way more in depth tomorrow, but about one of them specifically. But it, when we look at Jaden Rashad and Arch Manning, you know, people, uh, David Soderquist has been talking about it and he's like, Jaden Rashada throws the ball better than Arch Manning. Arch Manning's not all that. Arch Manning is just living off by the name. He's getting the hype by the name, which, yeah, he's getting hyped by the name. He's a Manning. Like, who can Brady's kid is going to be a five-star before he touches the field. Doesn't matter. I want to add a five-star quarterback because he's going to bring other talent with him, and it's going to make him look better. I don't care if he's actually not that great. If we win a championship, it mean nothing to me. But Jaden Rashada and Arch Manning are kind of going at it, and we've had John Garcia on the show, and like I mentioned, John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's director of football recruiting and Lockdown's recruiting insider. We've had him on the show where only one quarterback is coming to Florida. We've talked about quarterback, receiver, running back, so many positions where we go, well, yeah, if one guy commits, it's not going to deter anybody else because there's plenty of mouths to feed with a backfield and receivers. But with quarterback, you're, you're kind of looking at one high-ranking quarterback per class. And Florida's trying to get in on the earliest one right now, which is Jaden Rashado, who will commit this Saturday at 4 p.m. And, the, I mean, hey, it could go either way. But uh, John Garcia has also said, you know, the Manning camp hasn't come out and said it. But if Jaden Rashada commits the University of Florida, 
Arch Manning is not going to be a Gator, which is fine. That's kind of what I would prefer because hypothetically, let's say Arch Manning commits and Jaden Rashada commits to the Florida Gators. The incessant quarterback battle that the media is going to create, um, and I realize it's weird saying because I'm a media, so it's weird to talk about, but the incessant quarterback battle that the media is going to create is going to be so tiring. Um, but again, o- only one can get here, and it's also hard to project which one you really want because we can look at, uh, you know, Arch Manning hasn't been going to Elite 11. He hasn't been going to these quarterback camps. There's something wrong. Jaden Rashada has been, and he has been dealing. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but Jaden Rashada has been dealing as a at, at these quarterback camps and at these just seven on seven camps and all these things. And so people are like, oh, Jaden Rashad is better. Uh, Arch Manning wasn't as productive against lesser competition in the Louisiana, I believe he's in 2A uh, division. And it's one of those things where we don't even know. You know, these rankings could be great, but these rankings could be horrible as well. Um, So it's very hard to to go through this discussion and say, this is who we want. And, And here's the thing. Right now, this episode, we're talking about the biggest impact ads. Later on in the other segments, I will name specific players that I would prefer to come here. But this one, I genuinely don't care if it's Jaden Rashado or if it's Arch Manning because I think both of these players are at a high enough caliber where if they come to Florida, they are going to bring other high caliber recruits. And that's more important to me than just adding the quarterback because if we, add, especially because if we add a four or five star quarterback and they don't bring other recruits this team to struggle and other quarterbacks are going to say well they can't bring in these high caliber receivers and o-linemen that are going to protect me and make me look better so i'm not going to come here so it's going to be a vicious cycle so that's pr- that's primarily why i care either Jaden rashada or arch manning come to gainesville because they're going to bring other high caliber recruits with them they're going to make us better and Hopefully, the Florida Gators will win a national championship because of that. And and that's what I care about more than anything else when we're talking about these recruits. We're about to talk about some other offensive players. But first, a quick word from Bet Online because NBA Finals, NHL Stanley Cup Finals, baseball, I mean, not playoffs, but season's heating up. And it's kind of getting a little bit easier to make some money, by the way. But Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using Bet Online for five years now, and that, that is not a lie, by the way. I have been doing it for five years now. It is it is wild at this point, but it's got so much, not just basketball, football, hockey, baseball. It's got everything. Darts, ping pong. I almost said table tennis. That's the same thing as ping pong. Actual tennis, horse racing, politics, economics, which you could just make bank at this point by going, you know, it's going down today. And it's that easy. Head to the website today or use your mobile device just like this one to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Lockdown NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders, it, it, you can't match it. It's as simple as that. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft on your podcast feed and follow now so that you don't miss a pick. And I promise these Ultimate Mock Drafts are some of the wildest, most staticky things that we've got going on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now we're talking about some other 
important offensive targets, and I picked one running back and one offensive lineman. I don't know why I said it that way. I'm talking about them in the other order. But but we brought them up because we spoke about them recently with John Garcia, and, and it, it was just their guys where I want them on my team. And, I mean, I'll, I'll let John tell you. Tommy Kinsler is the first one that I'm talking about right now. And here's what John Garcia had to say about him last week when I asked about him. Yeah, in-state kid. I mean, he's an Ocala kid, so he might as well be, you know, from you know East High School, East Side High School in Gainesville or, or Lakeland, just schools that you're just like, okay, Florida's – if they want a kid, they're going to stay in that race at a minimum. Uh, that, that's true uh, for, for kids from Ocala. A massive, massive kid who, you know, in years past, you know, Trinity Catholics had this great old line it seems like, for three or four years. And every time you talk about that group, they're always like, you know, oh, these are all seniors, right? And they're like, no, 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 Tommy's like a freshman or a sophomore. So for years, we've we've seen this kid and talked about him, and he's played all these positions, but now he's finally going to be a senior, uh, and his recruitment is is, is kind of hitting that high point all, all the same. I think the last time I saw him in person was at Florida. So this is a kid that that was recruited heavily by the previous staff. It's obviously carried over onto this new coaching staff. Um, Miami's trying to shoot their shot in this race to, to keep him within state lines. Obviously, the the O line angle there is 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 a, a big one with Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal both being O line guys on that staff. So I do think the Canes are a program to keep an eye on if you're Florida. But over the longstanding portion of this recruitment, it's been UF's race to lose from a perceptional standpoint. But keep an eye on Miami at Rutgers. A couple other schools are trying to to stay in the mix. He is taking visits to, to some of these other schools, uh, but it feels like, at least from where I sit, that the ball is in Florida's court here. Um, but look, they're in it for a lot of big time O-linemen, right? Uh, you know, so how many are you going to take? When do you take them? You know, we know commitment dates for a few. You know, we know Francis Maugo wants to commit before the season. Peyton Kirkland's coming off the board July 23rd. Um, you know, how many are you going to take? How do you navigate it? That, that's another underrated element of of building a college football roster because there's only so many spots regardless of your size and your position and all of that. So that's something to keep an eye on here too. You know, if, if Kinsler starts to push things up and he's ready to commit sooner rather than later, probably better news for, for his chances of, of ending up as, as a Florida Gator in the end. You hear about that consistency, that, that consistent level of play where we're like, Oh, all these guys are seniors. Right. And it's like, no, Tommy's a freshman. Tommy's a sophomore. Tommy's a, Tommy's a junior. That's the kind of player I want. Like, I want an offensive lineman who is, first of all, strong enough to contribute to a good offensive line as a freshman. Second off, nasty enough to do it year after year after year, and and good enough to do it every time. Like that, that's something that you don't see from many high school offensive linemen. You don't see that from a lot of college offensive linemen. So to see Tommy Kinsler, I mean, he's someone I want. He's someone that I think. Billy Napier, Robson, and, and the rest of this Florida staff will have fun moving around and kind of figuring out which spot is ideal for him. And who knows? Maybe maybe he'll commit to Florida. He's someone that I would very much like adding to this already solid offensive line 2023 class. And then there's also Justice Haynes, who Tommy Kinsler could hopefully be blocking for. And here's what John Garcia had to say about Justice Haynes. Yeah, he, he's a real complete uh, running back prospect. Uh, he's built incredibly well. He looks like he's in college right now. Built, you know, he's 210 pounds or so, really rocked up from a physical standpoint. Uh, but he's also great in space. You know, he's, he's a smooth back uh, out in space. But really his calling card is, is running in between the tackles, vision, instincts 
are among the best in this class of, of 2023. Georgia Legacy, who, who's in the state of Georgia right now, so obviously the Bulldogs, uh, which don't have a running back committed and want to take multiple backs, that's going to be tough for anybody uh, to push back against. But there are some programs that are going to get them on campus. Like you mentioned, Florida uh, in just about a week or so. Uh, I think Notre Dame, Ohio State are trying to factor into this race as well. So it, it's going to be a kind of a heavy hitting national a type of recruitment for, for a kid who's a Georgia legacy from the state of Georgia. So kind of like the Mizell timeline, though, I think Haynes takes these trips and, and begins to think about wrapping up uh, the process before it's all said and done. And, and I do think that Georgia's probably the favorite, the prohibited favorite at this moment. But again, a lot of trips to other campuses are ahead. So if, if one of these schools knocks it out of the park, uh, we could have a real you know ball game on our hands in terms of trying to project where Haynes might end up. A do-it-all type of back is exactly what I think this coaching staff is looking for and what they want. Because, you know, we, we talk about, and I do it all the time here where I go, we've got our speed guys, we've got our power guys, we've got our receiving backs, our pass blocking, whatever it might be. But ideally, Billy Napier is always going to use a bit of a running back by committee. He's proven that. He's had multiple NFL running backs come through Louisiana, and he's going to do the same in Gainesville. Let's just know that. But he, he's had multiple NFL running backs come through, and he uses them all fairly consistently and fairly evenly. So he's not really the type to go, well, we need to do it. We need to have a specialist for this. He just gets good running backs to ball. So ideally, you want an all-around running back where when they step on the field, you don't go, oh, they're go- they can't run up the middle. They're, they're too little. They're, they're not strong enough to get through arm tackles. They're not running up the middle. They can't go out wide. They're they're too slow. They're not quick enough. They're too powerful. They're more of a power back. None of that. You want to have these ideal running backs who could do everything, and that's what Justice Haynes is. So, I mean, he's ideally the running back that I would love to have in Gainesville for next season. We're about to talk about some defensive players now, and I'm very excited for them. They're both two players that we're talking about. I love them both. I cannot wait, and I hope they're going to be Florida Gators. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about two defensive players that I would love to have in Gainesville. And the first one is Malik Bryant, who we've spoken about incessantly at this point. But we're going to talk about him a little bit more. Here's John Garcia to talk about Malik Bryant. Bryant, one of the the most ferocious uh, second-level guys we've scouted in this class of 2023, can do a little bit of everything. You know, early on, he was more of a pass rusher, outside guy with a great first step, really puts pressure on an offensive tackle, but he's developed into a true linebacker uh, at IMG Academy where where he spent uh, the last couple of seasons. Uh, Malik was asked to play a little bit more traditional inside backer, so we saw him develop into a a prospect that can read and react much more than just one that attacks right when the football is is snapped. Uh, And he's, he's created balance in his game now that I think makes him even more valuable at the collegiate level, because you can make him uh, into a pure pass rusher. He could be an off-ball will linebacker. He can run with a tight end, maybe a running back down the field and play in space. He's obviously played in high-pressure situations with relative success. So I think that's why he kind of felt like he checked a lot of boxes and went back home uh, to Orlando to wrap up his high school career. Uh, And in the meantime, going to deal with a lot of schools coming after him in recruiting uh, because he's been so high-profile for so very long. I love this kid's downhill ability. I think he does have true pass rushing upside, 
whether he's a linebacker or an edge defender there at the next level. And he's a big kid, right? 6'3", 6'4", 230 pounds or so. So I think body-wise, he can mold into whatever your defense needs. He's certainly a scheme, versatile prospect, and it's understandable why so many schools are all over Malik uh, heading into his July 23rd verbal commitment. Uh, Gators are in it, 100%. Top threat, probably Alabama where he just took his first visit. Uh, but a lot of other schools are trying to get involved here as well. So b- big reason why Malik Bryant is so coveted. So we'll see where he goes. You you heard John Garcia talk about him as a stand-up guy who can kind of be a pass rusher. He can kind of do all these little things. Versatility is the name of the game in Patrick, Tony, in Patrick Tony's defense. We know that. We're going to talk about that in the next segment as well. Just versatility is the name of the game here. Malik Bryant can handle that. We talk about Dewan Black as this linebacker safety that can sometimes come down to the edge and pass rush and that we're going to have edge rushers that drop back into coverage and that we're going to have linebackers that blitz the A-gap. Malik Bryan is the kind of player where he could do all of that immediately. So when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, 2023, 2024, Shamar James, Malik Bryant, just pairing them together. And it's like, you don't know who's coming from where or what they're doing. And it's just going to be mayhem. And that's with Patrick Tony and Sean Spencer. I mean, Sean Spencer's nickname is Coach Chaos. Like, that's what they want to create. They want to just cause mayhem. And they want to keep you constantly off balance. So Malik Bryant is the perfect player for that. And then we're about to flip to the defensive backfield of Joanel Aguero, formerly of IMG. And now he's up in Massachusetts again. And here's what John Garcia had to say about him. This is another one that it's really changed relative to the last few months. You know, the last time I saw a girl was at IMG, as you mentioned, in the fall. They were wrapping up their season, and I interviewed him, and, and he looked like one of these 2023s that was ready to make a commitment. And I think if he did, probably would have been Ohio State, maybe sprinkle in a Georgia, two longstanding coaching staffs that have been on him for more than a year. But then all the coaching carousel changes happened, and he took a step back and, and said, okay, hold on, let me reassess this whole thing. And while the Buckeyes and the Bulldogs are still in it, other programs, mainly ones with new coaching staffs, have been able to creep up his list. Florida is among them. Miami is among them. LSU is among them. Uh, and, and he actually tweeted on Friday that he's ready to name his top four. So if we assume Georgia and Ohio State are for sure in there, that leaves two spots left for the three coaching staffs that are kind of trending up uh, on his list. But like you said, he's got the Florida official already set. Uh, and he's got the Miami official set. So I do think those two are going to be, you know, the the other schools in that top four when he does come out with them. Uh, we, we've talked about plenty, Brandon, this IMG curse. Uh, and, and Aguero is, is now back in his native Massachusetts. So he's technically not an IMG guy anymore. But obviously he was there and he was, you know, he was a safety mate with uh, Kamari Wilson. I played on that team in 2021 and, and at times was the best defender on that IMG, you know, secondary, which is saying a lot because it's a bunch of dudes. I think they had, you know, Keon Sab, Dalen Everett, you know, who went to Michigan and Georgia, respectively, Desmond Ricks, who might be the best corner in the country for 2024. But at times, Aguero was the most impressive secondary prospect that they had uh, on the roster. Uh, so he's obviously familiar with a lot of those guys and, and would certainly feel like an IMG win for that curse being lifted for, for the Gators should he end up uh, in Gainesville. But like I said, longstanding relationship with Ohio State and Georgia. And then along with Florida, Miami appears to be a program that is in, increasing their chances uh, to keep him uh, interested 
and ultimately under consideration. So it could come down to the, the two new coaching staffs in the state of Florida, which is probably something we're going to say more often than not uh, as time goes goes forward, because I think both Billy Napier's staff and Mario Cristobal's staff are are hitting the ground about as well on the recruiting trail as, as any Gators or Hurricanes fans could have expected. I know that I just spent a bunch of time talking about linebacker, edge rusher, all these things. Safety is arguably going to be the most important part of this Patrick Tony defense. Of course, he is the co-defensive coordinator and safety's coach. Safety is arguably going to be the most important part of this defense because you're looking at people who, yes, we talk about uh, trading and we go, oh, he's going to be a box safety this year and Rashad Torrance is going to be more of the deep safety. But similar to running back, you don't want a specialist where you go, this is what he's going to do. Like, like we know he's going to be the deep safety. Look at that Legion of Boom when Cam Chancellor was the box safety, but sometimes he'd be the deep cover guy and Earl Thomas would come down into the box just to keep you on your toes. Jonel Aguero is the kind of guy where, I mean, you heard John talk about him. He could play early on. He's going to be someone who can make an impact and do a variety of things, and he's going to be a good fit for this defense. So Jonel Aguero is someone that I would really hope comes to Gainesville to be a Florida Gator. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NBA, Big Board Podcast, Raphael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, and GiantsCountryofSI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.